genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us once again, our good friend Chris Goff. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Good to be back with you. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. I know you got a lot to do this week with Thanksgiving, you know, being tomorrow. You probably got a lot of shopping to do, preparing. Oh, dinner. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for, for uh, coming on with us. Make sure I got a couple of turkeys to throw out in the alley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least or, or one. Just someone to catch them in the alley with a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are knocking out minute 38, which begins with Rocky watching some emotional domestic abuse. <laughs> and, ends with Rocky ta- <laughs> and it ends with Rocky talking to the door. So, Adrian, uh, we hear her melting down in the bedroom. She's kind of in the background while Paulie comes and... Is still holding the turkey leg. He asks Rocky if he's hungry. Well, what was the next? The rest of the what was the rest of going to be? You hungry, Rock? There's some turkey out in the alleyway. <laughs> right. Or is he going to let him take a? Is he going to let him you take wanna, a bite off that? I don't think he's letting him take a bite of his his, his, his leg. <laughs> he should have asked if he was hungry before he threw the turkey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Rocky goes over to Paulie and wisely tells him maybe this isn't a good idea. They should just forget it. Right. Oh, Paulie isn't having it. Persistent Paulie. But he goes, Rocky says, like, she's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. But Rocky wasn't in a bad mood until until now. now. He was in a great mood all night long. Right. right. Leading up to this, walking home. He was in a fan. He was singing Bill Medley's uh, <laughs> Brown Eyed Woman. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Unconfirmed. But uh, he was in a great mood. Now, and now all of a sudden he's in a bad mood. Paulie, just put everybody, just put a whole damper on Thanksgiving. Well, I know um, from experience, sometimes, you know, the kids are getting on your nerves. Your wife comes home from work. She's all happy. You're yelling at the kids. Now she's not happy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get it. Just criticizing your podcast, telling you say actually too much. <laughs> <laughs> so well, and then you have to figure, too, I mean, Rocky comes into the house in a good mood with the understanding that, that Adrian has been prepared for the fact that he's coming only to find out that Paulie lied to him. That'll put you in a bad mood. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, that, that is true too. Though, do you, do you think Rocky really, he asked him three times, you sure your sister knows I'm coming? Do you think Rocky even believed that she knew he was coming? <laughs> Doubtful. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Paulie tells Rocky to go tell her something funny and nothing, nothing breaks tension like a terrible joke. And we that's know right. That, um, it's funny because Paulie tells to tell something funny, and Rocky's been trying to tell her jokes for you know, a couple minutes now. Mm-hmm. We have seen, and hasn't worked so far. No, if you didn't get it with shell shock, you're not gonna. I don't know what you're gonna come up with on the story. <laughs> but this was like Paulie's thing, though. Like Paulie brought them together, lying to Rocky, telling him, you know, she knows you're coming. She's very excited. Come on over. He didn't tell Adrian at all, and now he gets them together. And and now he puts all the onus on Rocky. Like, all right, this is your moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you want her there. She is. Go get her. And now Rocky has to come up with some something to go and win her over. Now, unfair, yep. would you say? Or or brilliant? Because you could be Paulie looking at this, going, "All right, I got this guy here, and I got my sister, and they may like each other. They want to get together. Maybe they'd be a great couple. And it's not working out. So I got to force the hands. I got I got to uh, you know put them in a position where they have where it's either gonna you know fight or flight. That's right. <laughs> right. 
Uh, how about the way that Polly keeps prodding Rocky with his fingers? <laughs> the same hand, the same hand that he's holding that turkey the greasy leg. Greasy turkey hand. <laughs> his greasy little fat fingers. Polly <laughs> <laughs> has a problem with personal space. Because you oh, see that man, he does that same thing when when Rocky goes to the meat house to do the interview with Diana Lewis, he gets all up in his face. You got need exposure, you know, and he's all up right up <laughs> yeah. in his face, you know. It's like, hey, three foot rule, jackass. <laughs> yes, yeah. turkey and That's turkey up, and, and wild turkey, oh, wild turkey yeah. and turkey breath. Good lord, <laughs> what a combination. Yeah. Oh man, you're right. He keeps like prodding him with those fingers. It's funny. Uh, I mean, but like you said, Paulie, Paulie puts him in a now or never kind of situation, and Rocky uh, very uncomfortably takes him up on it. Yep. Uh, but as he as he walks down the hall, he does what he does when he's uncomfortable, like like he mm-hmm. flexes the shoulders, he throws some air punches. <laughs> You're starting to see some uh, some vulnerability though. Like Rocky's supposed to be this tough guy. He's a boxer. He's a leg breaker. Uh, he's you know the muscle for the uh, bookie. The lone shark, yep. I mean. So he's supposed to be this tough guy. He portrays this tough image. And here he is, this shy, wormsy little w- woman is making him so nervous. that he can't, he can't like, <laughs> he's bringing out his, his, his all his ticks are coming out. He's making, you know, it shows a, a vulnerability in him. Yeah. He's got a soft spot for the ladies. Kind of goes hand in hand with the, the, the original trailer. It says, you know, can only love one woman because somehow she gets beneath the pain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> dramatic like. Yeah. But he uh, he knocks sheepishly. He says the line that made Rocky famous. Yo, Adrian. That's right. But he doesn't say it. Yo, Adrian. It's yo, Adrian. It's me, me Rocky. Rocky. Rocky, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this was not rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> he says he doesn't know what to say because he's never talked to no door before. He's just ador- adorable in this part, isn't he? he adorable. Is. <laughs> 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 like, a, like a sweet moment. Like, here's sweet Rocky. Robert, I, mm-hmm. I didn't talk to no door before. Like, just so genuine and sweet. And innocent. Yeah, and... Was it Mike? I think it was Mike last week. Let's say scenes like this are what gave this movie the Academy Award. Because of how it's played, the scenery of it, you know. Yeah. Well, there's just so much, there's so much heart in the story. You know what I mean? Even even characters like Polly and Mickey, you see it from time to time. You know, that there's a lot of love. There's like a love fest going on, but it's underneath this you know, dark, crusty exterior that everybody has. Yeah, yeah. Dark and crusty is right. Because this shows, <laughs> you know, the the slum side of Philadelphia. Rocky's apartment, the streets that they're walking, where Paulie and Adrian live. Like, people are living like this, yet they still have optimism and hope. Yep, which is very much a Philadelphia thing, from what I understand. Yeah. The, the underdog, Philadelphia was the, uh, the underdog just like Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The brother, the city of brotherly love. Not so sure about that. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll say they they love each other brotherly, but not outsiders. That's don't right. Drive, don't drive to an Eagles game with a Giants flag hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? that's grounds for a beatdown right there. Yeah, yeah. This scene that the uh, that ends the minute 
it's kind of frozen. I'm looking at it right now. It's like Adrian's behind the door, you know, with her guard up, shy, barricaded in. Mm-hmm. Rocky's like leaning on the door, like a very vulnerable position, trying to talk her out. And there's Paulie standing, watching over the two of them with a turkey leg in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just got it hanging down by his waist. Right, just he's not eating it right now. It's just he's holding it like a like a bat. <laughs> well, <laughs> teaser. Yeah, teaser for the next. There's gonna be a that's bat right. It's just kind of like a, a scene that sums it all up. You have Shy Adrian, you have Von Baraki, and and uh, abrasive turkey holding Polly. <laughs> Turkey abrasive holding Polly. This, this is the kind of thing though when you um, when you do something like this, this minute by minute thing. Like what what we're looking at right now. Like I just explained to you this this scene. You have and in the background is like Polly's picture. Like this is of his past in the Navy and the religious the knick-knack. religious the meaningless religious knickknack <laughs> sitting here on the this one <laughs> this one image I'm looking at right now. Like sums up so much about this movie and. If you were just sitting here watching the movie, you would never see this. You would never notice this one second frame here. But I, but I'm staring at it because we're doing this, and that's like what the good thing about this kind of thing. Yeah, the breakdown's good. Well said. That exhausts my notes. I mean, we're only ten minutes in. Um, but this this might be we're getting ahead a few movies. But I know we talked about it a little bit off air. But I want you to. Chris, if you can, uh, let the fans know about that Robert Tepper story from Rocky IV. Oh, yeah. So it's in recent years, I guess, Robert Tepper has done some interviews where he claims that he wrote that song prior to Rocky IV. Or that he was told, yeah, he was told that it was, it was told, he was told to tell the, the public that he wrote it for Rocky IV, even though he had written it sometime before that. And then, you know, again, there's really no way to know if that's the case, but to me, it sounded suspiciously familiar to the Stallone going to Survivor and asking them to write Eye of the Tiger for Rocky Three. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, and, and really, I mean, other than uh, No Easy Way Out and Angel of the City from Cobra, nobody's going to know who Robert Tepper is. I mean, right. he, he wasn't even a blip on the radar in the 80s. You know, so I, I kind of feel like that might have been his way of trying to get a little bit of notoriety for himself. Like he uh, he kind of wedged himself in the same realm as Survivor was. To yeah, and honestly, if you look at Rocky Four, even though that's a pivotal scene in the movie where his song is, I would venture to say that you know, again, Survivor is the one that had the hit from that from that uh, soundtrack with Burning Heart. I'm going to Robert Tepper's. Uh... Wiki. <laughs> uh, very short. Very short. Page, very short. I can tell you that he, his biggest claim to fame prior to No Easy Way Out, um, to my knowledge, from the the back the background that I did on him, was that he uh, co-wrote and played bass on Into the Night with Benny Mardones, I believe his name is. <laughs> yeah, which is one of the greatest songs ever in the history of all music. Oh, it's a classic. And and what's you know what's funny about that is that I don't know how long it's been now. It's been at least a year, <clears throat> but it was right around the time that Stallone started doing a lot of those Instagram videos. Um especially and this one in particular was like in a vehicle with his daughters. And he was literally singing that song as it was on the radio in the car. What, uh, Into the Night? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. That's, listen, all to all of our fans, all 
10 of you if there is that many. All um, 10 of you. You want to make yourself uncomfortable, look up, uh, watch the YouTube video of Benny Mardonis singing Into the Night. God, is, is that ever creepy. creepy. <laughs> With the girl, he's looking at her through the window. Or it's literally, oh, it's like God. the pedophile national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first line of the song is she's just 16 years old. Yeah, <laughs> leave her alone, they say. Yeah, right. Can't imagine you why. The thing is, it's a creepy song. The video is just awful, awful. And he's and, and, and he's and, creepy. But, and he's creepy. Yeah. But it has one of the greatest choruses ever. <laughs> I know. Oh, don't start man, you ain't kidding. You won't get it out of your head for days. I I swear I to God, I listen it. to that song probably once a week at least. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love and that. Just by I, the that time. Was, <laughs> That's one of those songs that, to yeah. me, it just takes me right back to the '80s. It just like that was oh, it's such yeah, a piv- yeah. you know, it's such a huge song from that era. And you really try to nail the high notes too when you're singing that, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the key to that is playing it really loud. <laughs> That's right. So they don't have to hear you. Playing it really loud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we, uh, Doug and I, and Doug's brother-in-law Matt, we went to a Yankee game, and you know we had a couple beers, and uh, mm. we were on the way home. And for some reason, I don't know, that song, like, we started playing it, and we're singing it, like, the whole ride home. Just, what a three great, great song, man. Three dudes. Three guys. And just, there's, <laughs> watching the videos, singing the song, and, you know, just enjoying life, man. Creepy. Kind of like, kinda like that scene in Tommy Boy with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. Oh, where yeah. they're singing all the songs. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it was exactly like that. Actually. It came on the radio like, uh, you can turn it off if you want. No, I'm, I'm okay cool with, with it if you are. are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Don't you remember you told you me you love me, baby? <laughs> 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 oh, man, who's doing Tommy uh, Boy Minute? That's right. <laughs> Before we move on uh, to tomorrow, uh, I just wanted to mention one more thing about the Robert Tepper stuff. Back to your interview with Ryan, he was saying that finding this out about Robert Tepper wouldn't have been so bad if back in the day when he would do interviews, he played it like he was approached by Stallone. He played it like he wrote it for Rocky. Yeah. Like if that's not if that's not the case, then why don't you just tell the truth? Because it's just gonna be worse when it Yeah, I mean honestly, you know, in my mind, it make it would be more of a of a push for your for your uh your ego if Stallone did in fact approach you to do that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's because yeah. other, otherwise it's just like, Oh yeah, I heard that song laying around. You got, and uh, we need, we got a spot to fill. So let's put that in there, you know, rather than, you know, the, Hey, right, right. you know, I like your work. How about writing a song for my movie? <laughs> you know? was it? I, there was something more to the story. Like, uh, uh, like he talked, like Stallone asked Tepper to write a power ballad for, you know, the flashback of Apollo and Robinson. Yeah. Um, when he's in his Ferrari. But after watching the scene, Tepper said to Stallone, uh, no, you know what you need here? You need like a, like a rockin', uh, rockin' ballad song. Right. Um, like that, if, if that's all bullshit, that's just embarrassing. So, yeah, it is. So it really is. Tepper's claiming that he wrote it for the movie and everyone else is still saying what, that he just picked it, the song? From from one of Robert Tepper's six collection six song collection, <laughs> he's he's claiming now after all these years that he wrote the song before wow. any 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 involvement with Stallone or Rock. 
before. I, I don't know if it's that he's just trying to say, hey, you know how you you know how you everybody loves that song? Yeah, I actually wrote that well before Stallone came along. Uh, so they right. <laughs> But honestly, was, like uh, I said, I, it would make more sense. If you wanted to bolster your image, I would I would I would go with the story that Stallone approached me because that you know that's just I mean to me that just makes more sense. Uh that also came Directly from Mike Kunda, right? That information. Yeah, that was what sparked the uh, the the bringing up of the gun or um, going the distance thing again. He he had posted yeah, on his yeah. page, and I was like, cause I had heard that before. I had seen a YouTube video with an interview with him when I was doing some some work on the podcast, and you know he was all this you know now saying that you know he had written it before that, and I thought, well, whether he did or didn't didn't matter to me, you know, but. Uh, apparently it matters to some people, you know, like Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, as a matter of fact, for all our listeners, check out Ryan and his brother, Ruben. They do the Rocky series podcast called going the distance. Um, Definitely. they cover the movies in, in a different kind of way, but they also do interviews. Like they did an interview with Mike Kunda. They interviewed Chris, um, last month, maybe, or uh, back by the time you hear this, it's back in September. Yeah. Um, but they they discuss all of this and, and and a whole lot more. So that's a really good podcast to uh, kind of back us up. I was going to tell These you well, one thing I wanted to throw out to you guys, having listened to some of your uh, previous episodes too, is that you guys mentioned that uh, documentary King of the Underdogs. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that yet, definitely need to see that. Just saying. That's the Avelson one, right? Yeah. Yes, we we actually well, um, both myself and uh, Ryan. Uh, interviewed the director for that on our shows and uh he's oh, wow. a he was actually under the tutelage of john in the last years of his life and um it, it this this documentary is just amazing so yeah definitely check that out all right where can our fans find that um right now i know that you can buy it uh from chassis.com which is the distributor that's c-h-a-s-s-y.com uh and i believe most recently he posted that it's available on Comcast Xfinity on demand. So, right. and you can get it. I think you can get it through iTunes as well. So it's it's out. It's definitely out there on all the uh, streaming apparatuses. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody, make sure you uh, go check out the Facebook page, Stallone Fanatics. It doesn't end with Rocky. Uh, Stallone, believe it or not, has had a budding career otherwise. So. You guys, yeah. you guys cover it all, right? We do. We cover it all. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and there's plenty of all. That's right. Uh, as for us, uh, we are on Twitter at Rocky Minute. Our listeners page is Mighty Mix. And we launch all our episodes on DuelingGenre.com, where you can find us and a ton of our other podcast friends over there. So, uh, yeah. And if you want to send an email, we have an email address, RockyMinute at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to correct us or if you want to, I don't know, share anything, the best place to share stuff is on our Facebook page because uh, we try to get some conversations going about anything and everything Rocky. So not just stuff that we're talking about now. It could be past, future, present. Uh, you got stuff on Creed 2 that's coming out next year you want to share. Please. Oh, my. For any and all conversations. So everybody go in your backyards and pick your turkey up and slap them on the table tomorrow because we got our big Thanksgiving episode when we continue with Minute 39 on the next Rocky Minute.